TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. All right, kicking off the uh, 3 o'clock hour, we welcome you back to Gwyn and Chris. Chris Ello here, Tony Gwynn Jr. there, Matt Scraby from the Odyssey Palace Studios in beautiful San Diego, California. Also on uh, YouTube, just uh, search for 97.3 The Fan. You can watch the uh, proceedings. We are here till 6 o'clock today. I'm really excited to have on our next guest. Um, don't know if you know this, Tony, but growing up in Los Angeles, and wanting to be a broadcaster and listening to the great Chick Hearn, I thought, wouldn't it be amazing to someday be able to step in and replace Chick Hearn? Big shoes. Well, I couldn't do it, but our next guest did, and he did it great. Spiro Ditas, now a CBS sports broadcaster, joins us on 97.3 The Fan. Spiro, thanks for your time. How are you today? Hey, Chris. Thanks, guys. Hey, Tony. Hey, you know what? That's that's very sweet of you to say. Luckily, I had a couple of buffers in between me, so I can't I can't say I replaced Chick. But um, tip of the cap to Paul Sunderland and, you know, some of the guys that were ahead of me. But, man, I've said it many times. Best six years of my life in terms of of my career. Incredible. And uh, just just great, great memories. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the kind words. Oh, man. I mean, you you did a great job. I mean, under almost impossible circumstances because chick hearn tony and i'll say and i think you're probably right there with us that he's maybe the greatest broadcaster of all time in any sport so yeah yeah i mean he's on a short list like chick and Vin. <laughs> Vin, yeah. you know, I, I don't list. even i don't I, to be honest i don't know who else you could put on the list you know just like the the flair and the theatrics of their call because there's been like great great announcers but i don't know there was just like um uh, there was just something different about them, you know. I mean, they created the vocabulary to sport, yeah. but yeah. the the melody of their voice it was just it was just different. It really was. Yeah. I, how did you just? I mean, I don't got off a little on a tangent here, but how did you broadcast Laker basketball without feeling like you wanted to repeat some of the phrases that Chick Hearn made famous? Because I do some women's college basketball for San Diego State and. I mean, every now and again, I want to say that one of the players is yo-yoing up and down or, you know, doing one of Chick's phrases, and I have to kind of stop myself because that belongs to him. Yeah, you know, I, I knew I, – I, I talked to a ton of people who were here in L.A., and I think I got really good advice, and they all said, listen, like, don't don't try to do Chick. Like, don't, don't be that guy who comes in and steals his, his, his phrases and his calls. So I think early on my my approach was just just be me. You know, just just call the games the way I've I've come up listening and 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 develop my style and and that's all I really tried to do to be honest with you. And the best the best part of the six years for me, aside from just you know 
calling games and meeting Kobe and, and being on a plane with these guys and getting to know them and calling NBA finals. The best part for me was like finally getting the acceptance from mm. the fan base. Because in the beginning, I remember like the first year, you know, this was like pre Twitter. So I'd go on the message boards and like, you know, what are they saying about me? And I, I'm getting <laughs> shredded. Like, who is this guy? Who, I, I couldn't even pronounce my name. Like, where did they find this kid? He's the worst. He's terrible. So I'm just like, I mean, I was, it was pretty devastating because, you know, you're the young guy and you want to be accepted. So like after towards the end of that first year, I think that started to turn. And then, and then Laker fans by the end, I mean, it was, it was pretty emotional leaving. Yeah. Um, but I felt like the connection had been made and that was, that was really, really cool. Yeah, you're pretty, pretty bold man, Sparrow, getting on the message board at that time. No kidding, I, 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 oh, <laughs> dude, it was, it was not, it was not good for my ego. I, 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 I want to ask, let's fast forward to, to now. I mean, you, you were at the pit last week, uh, watching our Aztecs, uh, take one on the chin at, at New Mexico. The pit just seems like a difficult place to play. What is it about that place that seems to make teams, you know, uncomfortable in that in that arena? Well, the way the way it's configured, obviously, it's it's built down uh, pretty pretty deep. You know, you you literally walk down a tunnel. I mean, there's there's yeah. there's really no place like it. Um, it's it's not uh, it's not very wheelchair accessible. I noticed too, and all the restrooms. When you got want to go from the court at halftime, you got to like literally walk up a tunnel, which was kind of interesting. Mm. But it's the the seat configuration is really intense. I mean, the the first row of seats are like butted right up against the court, and so that when that place is juiced up and sold out like it was last weekend, you know, it's pretty intimidating for for a road team. There's a reason why their home record has has consistently been good, even during seasons where they haven't really been at their best. Um, that's number one. Number two is the altitude. And I know, you know, teams like San Diego State have been in this conference. They've they've played, you know, they played multiple games at Colorado. They, they, they're used to these kinds of environments. But when you mix the intensity of the atmosphere and the altitude that you have to fight through physically – I think those two combinations make it really, really challenging to play. And and Brian, you know, when we met with him the day before the game, Brian Dutcher, he, he knew what they were up against. You know, no matter how much you prepare psychologically, it's just a tough place to win. So I think when you can steal one there, it's 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 an accomplishment for your team. Spiro Didis, great broadcasters, our guest here on uh, Gwen and Chris. Spiro, uh, what did you think of the Aztecs? I mean, I know they lost this particular game, but you watch college basketball around the country. You did the tournament. We know they were in the final two last year. What do you think of this team? What do you think of this conference? Because I think it's still getting badly overlooked by the na- you know the national media to a certain extent. I think very similar on both questions. I think the team has a potential to have another deep run through March. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think they're going to win the national championship, but I think the potential is there. And the same thing with this conference. And and look, if I'm one of these teams in this conference, I, I let them overlook us. You know, yeah. let them continue to 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 have us as an afterthought. Um, you know, it's it's. I, I think this this conference has proven now that it's legit. And and it's not just a one or two bid situation anymore. I mean, last year, what, there were four teams in? I think it could easily be four, maybe even five teams in with the way things are shaping up. I think New Mexico is now starting to come around as they start to build, to, to build their tournament resume. Um, this game this weekend is going to be huge. I mean, San Diego State, I love their makeup. A little bit different in terms of some of the new blood that they have. But, you know, I, I think now to have success in March, guys, and, and this is interesting with college basketball. Five, ten years ago, it was the one and dones. You know, it was the Kentuckys. It was these teams that have the, the blue chip freshmen that come in and 
change the makeup of your team and, and help you to, to make a deep run. Now you want to have those veteran guys. You know, you want to have those fourth and fifth year seniors. And, you know, now, my God, it's like sixth and seventh year seniors on some of these teams. And I think San Diego State has that box checked. The one interesting thing that Dutch told us last weekend was how quickly can I incorporate the new pieces mm. to a point where we can have, a, a, you know, the kind of march that we're hoping to have. You know, kids like Reese Waters who are uber talented, you know, but can they continue to perform at this level um, when, when the games get for real towards the end of February and, and, uh, and obviously into March? You know, that's that's a big question mark. But Ladie's incredible. You know, you've got your star to build around, and I just really like the makeup and the structure of the team, and and you know the way that they defend and all the things that they've done under under Dutch since you've taken over. Spiro Dietz joins us here on Gwen and Chris, and, and Spiro, you mentioned Dutch and the job he's done at this with this program and uh, I would venture to say and most of us out here would venture to say they're starting to put themselves on the same type of level as a Gonzaga not in one of these major conferences but certainly a team you have to deal with is that starting to resonate outside of of here in San Diego yeah I mean I, I think they're I think they're just about there, to be honest with you guys. And and the other thing they've got going for them is, is geography. I mean, who doesn't want to go to San Diego and, and hmm. spend four or five years uh, as, a, as a college athlete? Yeah. The challenge that they're going to have and the challenge that even a Gonzaga still has is just the NIL. You know, as, mm-hmm. this, as this thing continues to evolve, you know, can you get the type of players that you need to consistently get? But the other interesting thing that Dutch told us, and, and he said this is something that he figured out, and and even Mark Few has told us this, like all of these schools, um, you know, everyone wants to go for the top guy, you know, the A1 type player, the blue chip player. But I think these coaching staffs have realized that, you know, if we go to the, the next rung of player, sometimes it's it's better long-term growth of a team. Uh, because as Dutcher told us last weekend, it's, you know, sometimes you think you have something on paper and then, you know, sometimes with the, the A1 type players, it, it doesn't gel as quickly enough. And, and I don't know, they're, they're recruiting. It's just the, the way that they've put the puzzle together every year, it seems to work. And I know the, the transfer portal is crazy. And sometimes it's just like, you know, every man for himself and you just grab who you can grab. But I think there's been real thought, at least with, with, with Brian and Mark few and some of these teams is how do these pieces fit? And and I think you're seeing that in the results. And and now I think over this next month and two months is when Brian and his staff really try to figure out and tinker with the rotations and you know how is this going to look, you know, with the money on the table as as we get close to to March Madness. Spiro Didis, our guest. How much of a favorite day of the year is 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 it for you? when it's your NCAA tournament day and you're doing four games in one day? Or is that crazy preparation-wise and almost – I mean, to me, I would just feel like I'm in heaven. But it's got to be tough as well. I mean, you guys all do an amazing job when you get that assignment. Oh, thanks, man. You know what? There's nothing like it. There, there's, I would say March Madness, the NBA playoffs were awesome, and then – um, you know, and NFL playoffs are th- those three things, but, but the tournament's the tournament, all right? I mean, it's that first day, that first full day of the tournament, there's, there's nothing quite like it, you know, certainly not for us doing this in our, in our business. We get the assignment the evening of selection Sunday, you know, so we all watch the show at home, like, like all you guys. And then 
eight o'clock, nine o'clock Eastern time, we get the call from CBS. You know, this is your this is your bracket, this is your site, and then immediately I tell my wife like. I'm, I'm locking the door in the office in the house, like just put a pot of coffee on and you just start cranking, you know, you just start grinding. Yeah. I, I will say the first couple of years, I mean, it was so overwhelming with the prep. Like I couldn't, I couldn't turn my brain off at night. So I'd like from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or excuse me, from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of like that week leading up to the tournament, I almost had to like, I don't know if I should say this on the air, I had to take like a sleeping pill to be able to sleep at night because I couldn't turn my brain off. <laughs> But luckily now I've gotten to the point where, you know, you learn how to prep. I mean, that was like yeah. almost a, a, just a learning experience in and of itself for me, talking to guys like Ian Eagle and Brian Anderson, like guys who've been my mentors in the business. So I, I've gotten to a point now where like I'm mentally and psychologically just in a better place. And then so now I can enjoy it a little bit more, whereas before it was just so so nerve wracking. You're almost relieved to get through it. Now it's like I could actually enjoy the experience. And waking up on Thursday or Friday morning, that first full day is like, I've said it many times, like Christmas morning. That's what it feels like. Sparrow, one last one for me, and it's on the NFL side. We've got some decent matchups this week, but I think the one that everybody's going to be tuned into is the what is it, the third iteration of this Chiefs-Bills uh, uh, matchup between Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Do you think Josh Allen finally gets over the hump and, and, and beats Patrick this week? Man, you know, it's it, this is you feel like this is kind of like a do or die moment for them, yeah. you know, and, and who would have thought that they would be in this position to have a home playoff game against Mahomes and this Kansas City team based on on the way that their season was was pointing, you know, with about a quarter of the regular season left. But here we are. I mean, it's just it's been one of those wild seasons. I will say this is probably their best chance. Yeah. You know, the way things have have panned out the way things have have laid out now on paper to get this home game in the divisional round now you know you're you're one one away from a potential super bowl if you can get past this weekend and then you look at the other side you got tampa bay uh detroit on the one side obviously green bay and uh, excuse me i'm looking at the wrong bracket but you know aside from baltimore you know this is this is a winnable side on the afc i think for buffalo yeah. you know houston obviously is beatable um They've proven, you know, that at times they can play with the Baltimore. But just in terms of, like, the ghosts for Josh Allen and Kansas City, I, I think this is it. You know, this is, like, one of those moments where you know in the career of a quarterback, you know, when he's all done, this this is one of the moments that we'll be talking about. You know, did he get over the hump or did he continue uh, to fail in the big moment, you know, in, in the pressure moments? And so this weekend, this game is, is as much about Josh Allen as, as anyone else on that field Mahomes is who he is. You know, his legacy is secure. Yeah. Um, this is one that Josh Allen has to go in, and then we'll see what happens. Speaking of guys who came up big in big moments, Spiro Ditas did that when he uh, jumped onto those Laker broadcasts, now doing a great job for CBS. Uh, great having you on. Thank you, Spiro. I uh, really enjoyed it. Thanks for the input and the insight, and uh, hope we catch up to you again soon. Thanks, Spiro. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Hopefully we'll do it again. Very good. Spiro Ditas there from CBS Sports. Really a good broadcaster. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he said there was a couple of guys that snuck in, but they were mostly interim guys before he really became the replacement for Chick Hearn. And for him to say that he would go on message boards, That's oh, my right. goodness. Because you can almost – I mean, it was Chick Hearn. There was nobody who was going to be able to replace him. Laker fans were rabid about Chick yeah. Hearn. And uh, the fact that he, like, willingly went on a message board. My <laughs> You know uh, – I got to say, there is some 
morbid curiosity that I have about what bad things people are saying about our show. Yeah, so I then when you start, but when you start reading a few of them, <laughs> oh, then I, stop. I don't become then I stop. morbid <laughs> curiously anymore. No, then I stop and I, I, I put my phone away. But yeah. I do, whenever I see a comment, I do kind of look. I gotta say, I'm a sucker well, for punishment. I, I, I don't think anybody doesn't look, but after you get a taste of one, it's like, all right, do I want to keep doing this to myself? Yeah. Well, as he said, it was very rewarding in the end. Because <laughs> yeah, no after six years, they finally decided, you know what? This guy can broadcast a little bit. Just needed some time. They were right. All right. Uh, we have a, uh, we got our uh, Daily Gambit yes. put on hold for a little bit. But we'll uh, pick that up when we come back after traffic on Gwen and Chris. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 323 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr. Chris Ello. Match gravy. I was just rocking out. We were. We were. That was was a long intro. Letting that breathe a little bit. Yeah. It's one of Scrape's favorite. He liked that one. So uh, we got a daily gamut to get to. So let's get to it. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is a mortal lock. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit's our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly. And we were just talking about, or I was talking about to the guys. Sometimes I just talk and the guys ignore me, which is fine because I understand it. Were you talking to us? But Robert Kraft did his introductory press conference. It just hit me. Robert Kraft hired a guy named Mayo. Isn't that amazing? Craft mail? Yeah. Isn't that pretty amazing? <laughs> it's it almost as good me. as the Dodgers having Ferris and Bueller. That is true, too. They do have Ferris Bueller now. Yeah. So I'm going to be and excited the, uh, about San that. the San Francisco Giants one ha- once had a pitching battery, uh, Black and Decker. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Black and Decker. But Black pitched to a guy named Steve Decker. Who was the, uh, I believe it was Steve Decker, was the catcher for the Giants. That's great. That's great. I love that stuff. All right. Daily Gambit last night. uh, Aztecs in Nevada. They were six and a half point favorites. The Aztecs were. All of us chose the Aztecs. All of us were correct because they won 71-59. Where did all the rest of my scores go? Okay. UConn, I know, won. (laughs) You know what was funny? Is earlier when we were going through the the rundown, I I was going to ask you. Was that on purpose that you hadn't filled out the rest of them yet? No. It's uh, because I was working with two sheets, and I filled it out on yesterday's sheet. So I have it right here. All We're right. all ready to go. 
UConn six and a half point favorites over Creighton last night. Chris was the only one who chose Creighton, and UConn won by 14, 62 48. Lakers at the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, yeah. The most shocking result of all time. The Lakers won 127-110. Okay, of all time. <laughs> okay. Jeez. The ice cream. I, got, I can't wait till oh, the I know. I, I know. cannot I wait. I know. They're not going to lose, but oh, no. Uh, the bet was over under total score of 243.5 points. Uh, Chris and I said over. Tony said under, and Tony was right by six points. 127-110 equals 237 points. Yeah. And at 5.20, when we do our 30-mile zone segment, I'm going to play some audio of uh, LeBron James trying to do media scrums after the game, but also watching his son Bronny play college basketball. He was being a dad and a professional at the same time. He's He's trying to be. Shoot it! (laughs) Uh, Then the last one that we made, Celtics, 16-point favorites over the Spurs, and uh, Chris and Tony chose the Celtics. The Celtics won by 19 points, 117-98. to Yeah, so you guys win that day one. right there. Yeah, one thing you day. didn't uh, mention there, but if you were paying close attention, Tony Gwynn, perfect four and zero. Oh. oh, I don't pay attention. To four stuff. and zero. Oh, he's eight and one for the week. Can we talk about what he did last week? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's old news, baby. That's it's old, old news. news. He's turned it around. Oh, eight and one. I guess so. I'm five and four. Scraby's four and five. Well, so we judging by Tony's last two weeks, he he's a break even better, which is better than a lot of us. All right, then you're just you like the full what? frontal see, attack. That's okay. That's okay. I see that what wasn't you're doing. an attack. I don't it know that you've was. ever been it, eight and one. It wasn't I, a positive. Anyone, it wasn't at a any time. I think a uh, a break even better is a good thing because most betters don't you, ever. You're break You're just even. trying to take my shine away right now, and that's okay, Scrape. I would never do such a thing. It's okay. Here's my one parlay for the game. Uh, between the Packers, or I'm sorry, the NFL games this weekend. First is going to be over 30.5 points for the 49ers against the Packers. And then it's going to be 60-plus rushing yards for Isaiah Pacheco. I like that guy. He's a good He's a good running Runs back. Runs hard. And then because Travis Kelsey or Kels, Tony may tell you that later why it's Kels, but Travis Kelsey is chasing Jerry Rice's postseason record for receptions and yards and I think they want to feed him the ball. I say over six and a half catches for Travis Kelsey in this game. So over 30 and a half points for the Niners, 60 plus rushing yards for Isaiah Pacheco, and then Travis Kelsey over six and a half catches. Travis okay. Kelsey dropped three passes the other night, but he still ended up catching more than six and a half. No, yeah, I, they went to him a lot. I actually wasn't. Like a, a like it wasn't absurd that he was dropping balls in negative in that 20, weather thirty five. Fair enough, <laughs> catching, fair enough. Catching real live rocks out there. <laughs> All right, Chris, what you got? All right, I got uh, your uh, old school USF tonight mm. at home against. They're good. Loyola Marymount, uh, the Dons. <laughs> my goodness, that was that. Yeah, well, really they're good. good. For some reason, my phone. I woke up this morning and I saw a thing about USF, and they're fourteen and four. I yeah, think man. it's pretty good. You went bananas on that reaction. <laughs> good. That's from the Dons back when they made the tournament two years ago. They're home for the uh, Loyola Marymount Lions tonight. Do you want the standings? Or you said USF's fourteen and four. I think so. I think so. You think so? I know they've won 14 games. I love when you don't really know. Well, you make me question myself every single Loyal time. Loyal Marymount is 8-9. Hmm. Dons are favored by 10.5. Ooh. Scraby, given the points, I imagine. Uh, no, honestly, I'm taking USF because they've been crushing teams lately. That's what I just said, giving the points. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what I said. <laughs> USF's 9-0 and at home. That's all I need to know to go USF. Tony, can you take a chance on the Lions? Dons, no. please. 
Yeah, Bo Kimball's not showing up anytime soon. Good. All right, here's one. Uh, we don't talk too much about the UCSD Tritons. They're in the uh, Big West Conference, taking on UC Irvine tonight up in Irvine. So let's check in on the Tritons. They're six-and-a-half-point underdogs. Right now, the Anteaters and the Tritons are tied for first place. Both Uh-oh. teams 5-0 and o mm. in conference play. All right. Good on UCSD. I'll yeah. take them plus the points, even on the road. Uh, Tony. UCSD. Ah, good for the Tritons. They gave the Aztecs quite a game earlier this oh, year. By all right. rights, they, they sure could have won that game. Scraby, who are you going with? Hmm. Contrarian. No. No, no. I want to I cheer for UCSD. So. We're all going uh, the same on both those games. Okay. Into uh, the NBA we go now. Uh, Zach Levine and the Bulls are in Toronto. Over under for Zach Levine, 19.5 points. And uh, I believe I'm up first. No, I just went first last time. Tony's first. Zach has been over 22 of the six games that he's played since he returned from injury. A little uh, factoid for you, you before I you make that. your wager. And, and Bulls are going against who? At Toronto Ooh. tonight. Zach Levine. Yeah, he'll give me 20. He'll, give me 20. he'll get you 20. Is he still on your uh, fantasy basketball team? He is. Yeah, and that didn't sound like your team's doing too well. <laughs> I'm in last Just place. By the way. <laughs> oh, no! Yes. What happened? Did Zach Levine got hurt? Either yes, that, he was hurt. Either uh, that or uh, A.J. Casavell's out of the league. No. He was the only thing keeping Tony out of last place last year. No, but I've, he is, uh, he's doing much better than your he's boy right now. You, huh? hey, it's okay. a long season. It's a long let's season. See, it's halfway let's over. Let's see where we are. It's halfway over. I'm going to go with under. Under for Scraby. Zach's due for a good game. I'll say over. Toronto's not very good. Uh, all right. We got Oklahoma City at Utah tonight. And we have Indiana at Sacramento. Both games have an over-under of 245. So I will ask you this. In which game will more points be scored? Mm. That's Oklahoma City at Utah or Indiana at Sacramento. Which game do you choose, Scraby? Mm. I know Sacramento can score a ton of points. And Indiana, I'm going to choose Indiana at Sacramento. Indiana, Sacramento for yep. Scraby. I'm going with that as well. Indiana... Although Halliburton's out. Yep. They score a ton of points. I'll take that game. Tony, you going to agree or go with the Oak City, Utah? Utah's playing well all of a sudden. I'm going to go with OKC, Utah. All right. OKC, OKC Utah. Utah. You got it. And finally, one game in the NHL tonight. The Kings are home to the Nashville Predators. I know you guys know Nashville's record right off the top of your head. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'll tell you anyway. 24-19. 20, that's their record? No, that's their, <laughs> that's their name. <laughs> yes, the Predators are 24-19 with one tie or one overtime loss. The Kings are 21-12, and 12, have lost eight games in overtime this year. Dang. That's a lot. That is. Uh, Kings are favored by one and a half goals. I'll take the Predators for some reason. The Preds. Tony? I'll take the Kings. Giving them goal and a half away. Scraby? Every time I bet against the Kings, they make me regret it, so I'll say Kings. Kings tonight. All right, Tony's 8-1. and one. We'll keep an eye on his picks. Should we give his picks out again because he's so good? USF, sure. UCSD, <laughs> over on Zach Levine, Oak City, Utah game, and Kings. 
There you have that. Take it to the bank. It's Tony Pickens. So. All right. When we come back, <laughs> is it time? It is. Chris's NFL playoff spectacular. Being a little bit overpromoted, <laughs> but we'll give it our best shot when Better we come back. When doesn't, doesn't Scraby ever overpromote? No kidding. You, you agreed, Tony, that his text made it seem like he wanted a spectacular. <laughs> we'll see how it goes next on Gwen and Chris. As that uh, little promo, uh, promo uh, mentioned there, did you just say promo? Yeah, because I was going to say promotion, and then I cut it off and said promo. <laughs> That's how that came out. Why did you decide to cut it off? You didn't Not, sure. It. Just... Not sure. <laughs> Not sure. Not sure why I snapped my thumb shaking out water from my toothbrush one time. A lot of things I'm not sure about. But one thing I am sure about, you can hear all four NFL playoff games right here on 97.3 The Fan this weekend. So if you're out and about, tune in to Westwood One's coverage of the National Football League playoffs. Speaking of the playoffs, fun facts and figures, otherwise called Chris's NFL Spectacular Coming up right now after traffic. All right, here we go. Into the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Time to take a little closer look at each game. Uh, We will have our picks for uh, the uh, upcoming divisional round on tomorrow's show. It all starts Saturday afternoon. The Houston Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore's favored by nine and a half. Uh, Do you guys remember that the Ravens and Texans actually played the season opener against each other. I do. This year. Yep. You did know that. I did not. I only knew that because I heard it already. Oh, well, week. you'll hear it again. Baltimore <laughs> won the game 25-9. to C.J. Stroud, in his first NFL game, threw for 242 yards against Baltimore, but he was sacked five times. These teams have met 12 times over the years. Baltimore has dominated Houston 10-2. to They've met once previously in the playoffs in 2014. Baltimore won it 20-13. to Yeah. And Houston, although they've only been in the league a short time, are the only team in the NFL that's never won a road playoff game. They're 0-4 on such occasions. A couple of things to keep in mind for that game. Now, Saturday night, the, uh, the big one as far as this program is concerned. The Green Bay Packers visit the San Francisco 49ers. I got a lot of fun stuff on this matchup. 49ers are favored by nine and a half, much to Scraby's dismay. He doesn't believe in his team to that extent. You can paint it however you want to paint. <laughs> did you know? You don't believe in your team. It's okay, man. That's right. Again, did, did you know that once these two teams take the field on Saturday night, it will then become. The most common playoff matchup in NFL history. Even surpassing the 49ers-Cowboys. 49ers-Cowboys have played nine times. Packers-Cowboys have played nine times. Packers and 49ers will be playing for the 10th time in the postseason. As a kid, the Packers and the Cowboys made my life so sad. Well, as a kid. I'm not sure why. The 49ers lead the playoff series 5-4 over Green Bay. They've won each of the last four meetings. Most of those losses came to Brett Favre and Troy Aikman, and they came in the 90s. when That's know. true. 1995, Green Bay won at San Francisco in a divisional round game. 1997, Green Bay won at San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. Mm. The Packers do lead the all-time series you between said, the two was 97? teams. 97? 97 season, yes, for the uh, Super Bowl that was played 
I believe, here in 1998. Uh, Green Bay is 34-28-1 all time. This will be the 64th meeting. And one more thing at stake in this game. Both teams come in with 37 all-time playoff victories. The winner will be the first team to go to 38 all-time playoff victories, passing the New England Patriots for number say, one all-time. Really hard to do, honestly. That would get them. Uh, they, they definitely were on that list we had the other That's day. That's right. Patriots. Right now, Patriots, Packers, and 49ers have all won 37 playoff games. The winner of this game will be the first to 38. Uh, I'm definitely rooting against Scraby on this, but I wouldn't be mad to see the 49ers knock off the Packers. The Bang Bang Gang. <laughs> that is yes. just something completely different. Bang Bang Niner Gang. All right. Uh, Sunday, the scene shifts to Detroit, Michigan. Not often that playoff football is in Detroit, but it was last week and again this week. The Buccaneers are six and a half point underdogs. To the Lions, who won their first playoff game in over 30 years last week. They're trying this week for their third playoff win in the last 65 years. These two teams met in week six this year. The game was in Tampa Bay. Detroit dominated that game. Won it 20-6. Jared Goff threw for 344 yards and two touchdowns. Baker Mayfield was picked once, threw for only 206. One thing about the Lions, they don't play often at home in the playoffs, but when they do, they usually win. They're 6-1 and one all time in home playoff competition. Detroit? Detroit. All time. They weren't they're usually on the road and they usually lose, but when they are at home in the postseason, as mentioned, they usually win. The only playoff matchup between these two teams, 1997. In Tampa Bay, and the Bucks beat Barry Sanders and the Lions 20-10. to That brings us to Sunday's finale, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo's favored by two and a half. One thing I like about this matchup is it's a, uh, it's a game between two original AFL teams. Both teams came into being in 1960, the Bills and the then Dallas Texans in the old AFL. And not many people remember this. In 1966, the Chiefs beat the Bills in the AFL championship game, therefore advancing to the first Super Bowl. The Bills were that close to being in the first Super Bowl, but the Chiefs ended up winning. Bills have been very close to a couple yeah, Super that's, Bowls. That's the story of their life. Yes. True enough. So, so close. Yeah. These two teams met in the playoffs twice in the 90s in Buffalo, and the Bills won both of those matchups. As you know, the Chiefs won the most recent two playoff matchups in 2020 and 2021. Bills are pretty good at home in the playoffs, 15-4, and four, but one of those losses was last season. This is, the, uh, I think, the marquee matchup right yeah, here. I mean, I think most people do. This is uh, the second. This, this is our new generation's Manning versus Brady. Right. Seems like in the AFC. Yes, sir. These two guys can really play. And the funny thing is the all-time series between the two is tied at three. But most people think the playoff Mahomes games, right. wins every game. Right. This year, Josh Allen beat Mahomes in Kansas City. He has yet to pull it off in the playoffs. That's, and that's correct. That is uh, what everybody will be watching. I think that's what Spiro was getting at when he's saying it's kind of a yep. 
do it's a make or break moment, moment yeah. for Josh Allen. Uh, one other thing on the divisional round, I mention this every year, but this is where the home teams dominate. That's right. And since 1990, when the playoffs were set up in this fashion with buys in the first round, etc., in the 33 playoff years since then, the home team's record is 96 and 36. That's a wow. 73% winning percentage. The home teams ride high in this particular round. However, there has been at least one upset in each of the last four years. Last year was Cincinnati winning at Buffalo. So keep that in mind. The home teams usually win in this round, but there's usually one that doesn't. So who will it be this year? Um, one other thing. If you're wondering about the two top seeds advancing all the way to the Super Bowl, San Francisco, Baltimore, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. 33 years since this format started, that has happened eight times. So about once every four years. It did happen last year. Oh, okay. Eagles and Chiefs were both top-seeded teams. Okay. That's what I have for my playoff the, spectacular. I don't think it I hope quite Niners, approached spectacular, yeah, but I gave it my best shot. I hope the Niners go home early so that they don't get that opportunity. I'd love to see <laughs> Scraby just so sad. Oh, man. About his team. It, it doesn't matter to me when he's sad. It can be this weekend. It can be next weekend. Or the most painful, I is, think, is, is losing Bowl. the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, actually, that's when we got. How did this happen? You yeah. know, hold on, guys. I have experience losing Super Bowls because we, you know, I've lost two in my adult life here as a 49er fan. And it does hurt, but at the same time, they played in the Super Bowl. So it's awesome. That sounds. I right. don't find anything awesome about Miami's. Three Super Bowl losses. Hated well, every single one of those. Well, I mean, it was fifty six to you ten. One of them. It was not okay. fifty six to ten. No, That's I, I funny, was not, though. Joe no. Montana. I was actually asking. I didn't they crush the Dolphins in one of the Super Bowls? Who the Forty ers Uh, 15. okay, different score. They yeah. crushed the Bang or the Broncos. They did. Yes, they're not go. the Dolphins. Okay, Dolphins got Joe Montana. Work back, through that though. one, Tony. Joe Montana got uh, got by the Dolphins though as, as a chief. As a Chief, his yeah. final game as an NFL quarterback was a playoff loss in Miami. Hmm. So we That's had the final. Question. We had the final say on that one with the great <laughs> Joe that, Montez. Joe. Take that, his Joe! 18th year in the league. <laughs> yeah, I mean he was. <laughs> Marina was like you know fresh in his prime. Right. Montana came out there in a wheelchair and still almost won the game, but uh, Miami prevailed on that day. All right, um, I don't know if we have enough time to do this, but I wanted to, I thought it would be fun to rank the eight quarterbacks that are left in the uh, playoffs. Because I think it's interesting, the 49ers are favored, odds-on favored to win it all, but they clearly don't have the best quarterback. I mean, even Scraby, you couldn't. No, I I will tell you right now, Brock Purdy is not my number one. Yeah. Uh, Let's, yeah, we don't have enough time. We don't. And we'll have our picks tomorrow. So we'll get to our quarterback rankings perhaps in the 4 o'clock hour. I would think that would be a good place for it. Yeah. Are you feeling good about Chris versus the fans today, Chris? Always. Okay. Always. Why would I not? Uh, do you, are, more importantly, are you feeling good? Yeah, my questions have been solid as of late. As of late. Say you. I mean, we get to this time of the week and the question. I still got some in there. You do. Oh, that's why I was just double checking. 
You got enough in there. Yeah, usually I can leave quarter or quarterback. Number three questions for like weeks because we don't use them ever. Yeah, well, you're, you're a little light today. On I the, am a little light today. On the questions. I want yes. to thank the National Football League. They're actually going to air all four games on broadcast television this weekend. No thank streaming? Thank you very much. Oh, there will be a streaming if you want to. Oh, Dang. You can watch Houston and Baltimore on ESPN+. Plus. You can watch Tampa Bay Detroit on Peacock. You can watch Kansas City Buffalo on Paramount+, Plus. Tony, if you choose. I do actually watch I it. I actually like, like it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. The only primetime game is Saturday night. That's Green Bay San Fran. That's on Fox. And I imagine you could stream that somewhere on a Fox app. You can. I don't have. I have done that as well. Fox is on like Hulu a lot of times. It is. It? It's interesting to yes, me that all yes, four games is. are on all four games are on different networks, right? ESPN, Fox, NBC, CBS. They Isn't all get one works? game. It used to and be, then, and then Fox be, no. and CBS get the championships, and then one network on a rotating basis. Gets it used the Super to be Bowl. two two channels until you got to like the Super Bowl. It was just it, Fox and CBS. It was no. It actually used to be CBS and NBC. And NBC. Oh. Fox jumped in about twenty years ago, and then it was okay. CBS and Fox. But CBS and NBC used to rotate the Super Bowl. Now it's CBS and Fox that rotate the Super Bowl. This year's game will be on CBS. I think NBC is a part of that too, because Chris Collinsworth did one a couple years ago. I think any and oh my gosh, it just hit me. Now that Prime is a part of this whole thing, we're gonna get a fully only stream Super Bowl. No way. On Prime, that they, won't happen. They for won't a while. cut their nose off. No, they will. They face. will because Amazon will pay a billion dollars, and the NFL will no, be like, the NFL "Hey, everybody, would not be stupid the, enough to do that." Because the because the Super Bowl brings everyone right. in, not just sports right. fans. Right. I mean, how much and money? Everyone's going to walk out on that idea. How much money are they making for those commercials? Right. Because the streaming commercials? I mean, those are set. Right. Folks that they have that are that are already there. There's people breaking off serious bread. For thirty seconds, you don't think Amazon? Yeah, it's like six or seven million dollars. Oh, uh, Amazon will pay as much money uh, as there uh, is in the world. They but I don't think bill, be good. but I don't yeah, think that, that would be, be good. As much as the oh. NFL dominates, I don't think that'd be good business. Oh, I don't think that's good business. But I could just totally see it happening because no. NFL wants money more than anything. I was talking to someone earlier today, and we were talking <laughs> about. Would, you think you think Chris's head explodes about the <laughs> streaming? If they put the Super Bowl on streaming only, yeah, I would be a little. Oh upset. my god, I would be upset at that too because that's just wrong. You you can't we, block we, the Super Bowl. But I was talking about would lose their mind. The yeah, NFL being a not for is it nonprofit is it, or not for profit and they profit on everything. So how in the world are they classified as that? Because Roger Goodell's taking home like fifty million dollars a year. Why are we talking about Roger Goodell's paycheck? Well, I'm just we, saying, like, the NFL, here? because streaming, the NFL is greedy, and they will take all of Amazon's money to put the Super Bowl on the stream. I, I don't think they'll do that. I do agree that, you know, the NFL likes money, but I don't think they're going to go that route. That is That'd be strong, that's burning quite it down strong. right there. <laughs> burning it down. <laughs> People would be, be livid if they And then Al Michaels good. and Kirk Herbstreit get to call it. That Al Michaels will complain about the game. <laughs> That's a terrible game. Here's a little trivia for you, Super Bowl trivia. Did you know, speaking of TV networks, that Super Bowl One was oh. broadcast on CBS and NBC? Same yep. time. Same time. They couldn't make up their mind who would get the first Super Bowl, so they just put it on both the AFL and the NFL network. I think that's kind of strange. That is really strange. It is. There you have that. All right. 
So did I you have a different enjoyed. broadcast team then on, on the other? Right. I, yeah, Kurt Gowdy and uh, the NBC oh, guys. Oh, so you got your choice. Like, I don't like these guys the here. I'm yeah, going over the here. The CBS guys, I think, was um, Ray Scott. Jay, I could look that up, but it was definitely two different broadcasts. Huh. We're going to yeah. get Tony Romo and Jim Nance this year. I can dig that. Yeah, I can get. With I that. think Romo's lost it a little bit. Fastball's not working as well. He's got to. He's it's not gotta, coming out to say. Yeah, he's got to re- regain know, his spin Chris. rate. <laughs> got to regain the spin rate, Tony. We got to go to break. Eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three. Christopher's fans. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? Nerd Wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.